Hi, I'm Ashley, and you are listening and watching Confidence in Coffee. What if I was to tell you that you can find confidence despite any of your circumstances, good or bad? I'm going to help you navigate the waters of womanhood, whatever season that is in, whether it's marriage, singleness, or you're drowning in children. I'm going to help you find confidence and hope through Christ. I'm going to leave you with plenty of encouragement and practical tips to overcome those limiting beliefs so you can live a life well. Plus, <laughs> you know we're going to find a few laughs along the way. So grab your favorite cup of coffee and join me as we chat confidence and coffee. Hi! Welcome to Confidence and Coffee. Welcome to my corner of greatness because you're here today. You made it. Give yourself a pat on the back. You remember when they asked you to do that in like elementary school or whatever? Hello, I'm Ashley Henriott. I'm your host of Confidence and Coffee. You're in the right place today. I am so stinking excited for today's episode because we get to talk about one of my very, very favorite things and that is grace. Grace, I love it, yes. Really given to us uh, by Jesus Christ. But before we do, girl, you need to go subscribe. Yeah, I'm on YouTube. If you're not listening on YouTube, go right now. Okay, Ashley Henriot. Okay. <laughs> uh, and if you are, have you hit the subscribe button? Okay. Leave a comment. Tell me who you are, where you're from, what you do. Let's connect. If you're on social media, I want to see your faces. Tag me in your videos. Take a cool picture with you. Uh, screenshot it. I want to see you. I want to connect. I want to celebrate you. I'm so glad you're here. Leave a rating, a review. Bless the kingdom. Bless another woman. Because when you do that, guess what? The algorithm or whatever it's called pushes out the episode and it reaches somebody else. And then you're blessing somebody else. Because, you know, podcasts are the thing now. I got my coffee. Do you have your coffee? If you don't drink coffee, tea, water, whatever it is. I'm really excited because today we are talking about what is going to, what is necessary on our Christian walk. Okay. On Confidence Coffee, we talk about Jesus. That's what we are about. We are about walking confidently in this life, despite our circumstances right now, despite what anyone says about us, despite what we've been through, despite what we're afraid of, God is faithful to his purpose and his calling that he has on your life. So we want to walk confidently for that. Amen. Amen. And so one of the necessary things to do that is grace, how grace helps us to thrive with thorns in our flesh. I'll give you a minute to chew on that. Mm -hmm. I have a confession to make. I have a thorn in my flesh. I'm all about confession, y'all. For as long as I can remember, when I was a child, I loved being the attention center of attention. I'm not going to lie. I loved to make people comfortable uh, I, I love to chat, but as I got older, because I started to actually care what people thought, I started to uh, develop social anxiety. If I had to speak, uh, I do it in like two ways. So I'm extreme. I would do it with like little words or I do it a lot of words and I overshared. How many are, where's my overshares at? It felt like something was just out of my control. Like I just needed to share, 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 or I didn't need to share at all because I didn't have anything of value to say or yet. Okay. Now, um, 
as that got as I got older and that got worse, especially postpartum depression and hormonal imbalance was also kind of a big factor in that during that time. I was isolated and excluded from my peers. It was really, really hard, heartbreaking to say the least. However, God turned things around for me. And after years of struggling with depression and years of struggling with social anxiety, years of struggling with insecurities, slowly things, slowly, I want to say that, things started to change. I connected with people. I met friends who refused to allow me to stay as I was and gently pulled me out of a box, my comfort zone. I learned how to push past fear. I learned to not care what people think, thought. And somehow that weight, it fell off of me. It's because of Jesus, but you know. However, God turned things around for me. And after 11 years of not speaking, slowly things began to change. Yeah, 11 years. I know. And then three, four of those years, I struggled with depression and anxiety. And things started to change. Now, I still carry that thorn in my flesh. Even though things are significantly better, I still struggle with social anxiety. I still struggle with what people think. And that's never going to go away. I, I've learned to embrace that. But God being the center, his approval matters at the end of the day. I still struggle with experiencing irrational fear and mental and physical symptoms of anxiety in social situations or even by myself at nighttime. Sometimes it feels overwhelming. Many days, I wish I didn't have this thorn in my flesh. I know that I'm very vulnerable. I tend to be very transparent. And that's just who I am. I, I just, that's who I am. Now, there's things that I actually struggle sharing and walls that I've built that uh, I'm passionate about tearing down. Because I've struggled with this my whole life. And I want people to know that they're not alone, but also to feel empowered to be real about their thorns in their flesh. And grace helps us to thrive with thorns in our flesh. And yet, this may be one of the most beautiful things in our lives, in my life. I'm a firm believer that God not only lets me thrive despite the thorn in my flesh, he lets me thrive because of it. God is glorified in my life because of each time I am weak. His spirit takes over and helps me to do what I couldn't do in my own strength. Do you hear me today? Maybe you have one or two thorns in your flesh, yourself. Grace can help us thrive with thorns in our flesh. And don't believe me? Ask the Apostle Paul. He was so transparent. And I want to take the rest of this conversation to break down what thorns in the flesh really are. You're probably thinking, what is that? What does that mean, Ashley? (laughs) And why we have them, why God doesn't remove them and how. By his grace, we can thrive because of them, not merely in spite of them. Do you hear me today? The thorn in the flesh. So 2 Corinthians 12, 7 says this. So to keep me from becoming conceited, 
because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger from Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Paul wrote that. We find the mention of thorns in the flesh in 2 Corinthians, and we don't know exactly what he was speaking about, but we know that whatever it was, it was a challenge for Paul. When we speak about thorns in the flesh, we are referring to challenges or struggles that we either live with or endure for a certain period of time. Examples of thorn in the flesh are chronic illness, disability, mental illness, unfulfilled desires, difficult relationships. Why do we have thorns in the flesh? I believe that we have thorns in the flesh for three reasons to keep us humble. So we learn to rely on God's grace. And finally, so that God's power and glory can be seen through our lives. It's my mission, you guys. Thorns keeps us humble. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 16, 18 says that. Paul said that he was given a thorn in his flesh to keep him from becoming conceited. In other words, The thorn in his flesh kept him humble. He had so many wonderful experiences being a minister of the gospel. He saw amazing things and had wonderful, powerful revelations. God allowed a thorn in his flesh so that he would remember that although God did many miraculous, incredible things through him, the glory was God's and not Paul's. Mm -hmm. Now, God knows that pride has the potential to destroy us. Pride takes us out of our place and causes us to uh, get in the way of God's place. Our place is to glorify God, not to get his glory. Do you understand what I'm saying? We know that God does not give his glory to another. And while it's challenging to live with thorns, God's grace is more than enough to keep us. Thorns teach us to rely on God's grace. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. This gives you permission to know that you're weak, and that's good. And also that you're not alone in your weakness. You have God, and also we all struggle. We're human. So next, thorns teach us to rely on God's grace. We have to remember that God sustains us. We don't sustain ourselves. But we're human, and we are prone to forget. Without thorns, we often forget how much we need God. Personally, almost every social encounter is a challenge for me. Here lately. Yeah. And it has not, it's not about talking as much as it is about saying the wrong thing or saying too much. Does that make any sense? But despite that challenge, God empowers me to succeed. I can show up and engage with others socially because of the grace of God. If I walked through life without any challenges, I never know what it's like to overcome. When I remember my weakness, I also remember God's grace. I remember that even though it's hard, God is with me. God is with you today. Thorns allow God's power and glory to be seen through our lives. 2 Corinthians 12, 9-10 says, 
Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly because of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Finally, thorns cause God's power and glory to be seen in our lives. Paul says something really profound here, okay? When I am weak, then I am strong. Ordinarily, ordinarily, when I am weak, I'm just weak. But through Christ, when I am weak, I'm be- I become strong because it's through Christ that I do things, that I talk, that I choose to li- to get up out of bed when I choose to do the things he's called me to do. It's through Christ who strengthens me. It's for him. My weakness doesn't disqualify me. Instead, it makes room for God to step in and help me do what I couldn't do myself. It leads me to worship because I recognize that it is not only through supernatural strength that my weakness, but it's also, it doesn't overwhelm me. Okay? I don't get overwhelmed. If I, and if I am overwhelmed, which I do get, so let me admit, that's a lie. I do get overwhelmed. I can still feel God's presence with me in that time, his comfort. But why doesn't God remove our thorns? And you may be wondering why God allows us to live through painful situations such as chronic illness, depression, anxiety, death grief, disabilities, unfulfilled desires. I want you to know that regardless of the magnitude of your thorn, God is good. Even if you don't think so, he's still good. And he promises to sustain sustain you through it. And I know it's hard, but God is with you. And we touched on this a bit earlier, but God doesn't remove thorns in our lives because he knows that it will bring greater good for us than if we lived without them. Thorns helps us to be more kind, compassionate, humble, loving, empathetic. Thorns reminds us to spend each day relying on our Father. The world is a broken world, and pain and suffering exist wherever, but God is so gracious. Even though that suffering exists everywhere, He uses that suffering, our pain, for our highest good. This doesn't mean that God doesn't care that you're suffering. He does. He wants nothing more than to comfort you. He restores what was taken from you. He always says, what was meant for your evil, I'm going to use for good. So while your thorn may not be removed in this life, if you are in Christ, it will be removed in the next. But in the meantime, rest in this. The God of the universe, he sees your pain and is not only walking beside you, but he's also giving you the strength to to thrive amidst the challenges. So how does God help us to thrive with thorns, right? Now, I can't speak for everyone, but I can speak for myself. People-pleasing, social anxiety is hard. It's frustrating and it feels overwhelming at times. Sometimes I feel like something is wrong with me. Like Paul, I have prayed that it would be removed from me, but it has not. 
And one of the ways God helps me to thrive with that type of anxiety is by giving me the power to show up, even if it's not done perfectly. Particularly showing up on social media, getting on camera, connecting with readers, meeting new people, creating my community where I coach people this and telling people about the goodness of God. My social anxiety, the social anxiety that I struggle with, comes from a deeply rooted fear that I'll make a fool of myself. Say the wrong thing or offend someone unintentionally. And as I walk into social situations, all the fears are present. Will they like me? Yeah, it's dumb, but it's true. What are they thinking? But it is because of grace why I still show up even when I'm afraid, even when I struggle with those things, even when I do make a fool of myself or say the wrong thing. A deep love for God and love for his people compels me to show up. When I see that he is glorified even in my imperfection, it fills me with so much joy. Sorry, guys. Passionate about this. I'm probably the most least qualified to show up and tell people about God's goodness and how you can be confident in who he is. But God allows me to do it anyways. And this is how I thrive with my thorn of anxiety, people pleasing. What is it for you? Write it in the comments. What is your thorn? So now that we've talked about this, I am curious. Maybe step out of your comfort zone and and be transparent about what that thorn is. What has your attitude been towards the thorns? How do you think God wants you to see them? How can you trust and submit to him so that you can thrive with these thorns? I encourage you to share that today. To share that with someone else. Maybe share it in the comment section. You never know that somebody else in that comment section or in that review is going to read that and be like, oh my gosh, I struggle with the same thing. It is so powerful when we fellowship together, knowing that we're all in this together, that we're all weak, but God is our strength. And he has called us. He loves using the unqualified. But we got to trust him. We have to admit that we're weak because in that admitting, we also admit that he's our strength and he gets the glory. But you got to know who you are in Christ. You got to know what he says about you. So I created, and I've talked about it, this guide. It's five days. It's five days to a more confident you. And it goes through scripturally and challenges you to dive into who you are because that's the root. That's the foundation because in that, that's what you go back to when your weaknesses and your fears come because they will. They will. So I'm going to leave that in the show notes. I want you to grab that and you leave a review. I love you guys, and I will see you next time on Confidence and Coffee.